welcome to La Cella Lightworkers podcast, where we discuss holistic healing and energies, as well as alternative therapies, meditations, the great awakening, and peace education. Enjoy practical tips for your ascension, and let's get ready for new earth together. So welcome to this week's episode of La Cella Lightworkers podcast with your host, me, Serena. I have my co-host, Lenny. Yo, yo, yo. And I'm welcoming back to the pod, Lizzie, from podcast number three, <laughs> magic number three, it's all about numbers. Welcome, Lizzie. Thank you for having me back. Um, we thought we'd do a bit of a wrap up of 2021 and talk about some things that keep coming up for us. So, you know, numbers and recurring numbers, numerology, spirit animals, signs, symbology, and just our experiences with that, really. So, Lenny, kick us off with some number Some number numbers. Um, okay, well, I haven't really had that many alignments with numbers as of today. I, like... This should I should preface this with saying I'm incredibly scatty minded today and <laughs> feeling quite ungrounded. So good start. <laughs> it, good it would start. be a good start. But um, yeah, I I find number alignments usually quite often. But as I said recently, it's not been something that I've been paying too much attention to. I I see it as signs. I see it as like the universe giving you guidance through code and. I find that it answers questions if you're not looking for the answer. So a lot of the time with me, I get the number 222, which is obviously my birth date and it has a strong correlation to my character. And that to me is like the universe saying, you're doing good, keep going, stop worrying about it. And like shift your focus from fear into love. So Mm. a lot of the time when I see it, I'm doubting something. So whether it be a choice that I'm making, a person that I'm interacting with, or... Um, like a little wake-up, like a reminder for you in yeah. your normal day, like mund- in the mundanity of your day. It's yeah. just like a little It's like a... Button, yeah, like a it's like a little, a little button that's like, don't worry about it. Like, you're just thinking about low vibrational things and you just need to adjust your mind. There's not anything physically that you need to do. So is that why, because I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I keep getting, I keep getting woken up at certain times. So I've got 444, 222, 11, 22, 22, 22. Mm-hmm. And it's when certain people in particular contact me, I'm getting that particular number. So it, for first, you know, when you're like, oh, it's a coincidence, I just brushed it off. And then it happened again and again and again. And now it's really specific with, for example, just two people that are contacting me mm-hmm. or I speak to communicate with and it's a specific number. So I thought, oh, well, maybe there's something to this. So to look into the explanation of it is quite interesting. So for me, it's all the twos, mm. which is your number, yeah, which, which is coming into 2022 is going to be pretty incredible. But it's interesting to see the descriptions and to see, yeah, it is almost like life saying, right, pay attention this is something to look at, mm. and here is the reason, and it either confirms, doesn't it, your journey or 
you know. And it's giving you something to decode then, isn't it, about a specific person, which is really yeah. interesting. So, yeah. Mm. I like it. I don't it. get any, anything like that. I just get mirror numbers. So, um, like 12, 21, together at the same time. And I see that quite regularly lately. I don't really know what that means. But I don't see the repetitive numbers. I mm. see the... The, you know as if you've opened a book and it's like the same on both sides um but kind of balanced i suppose mm. so like the way i perceive that and have learned to perceive that from my understanding is it's like your shadow aspect and your true self coming into alignment or it could be your past life how you you perceived your life previously coming into alignment with how you see your future or a life that you would want for yourself so for me, it would be, say, for example, I wanted a girlfriend, which was in the past and I would see mirror numbers, but I've never really paid attention to it. Like you're seeing it, like you see it like persistently. Mine would be like, if I had the thought, I would see the number. And it was like a confirmation that it was like this shadow, which was my desire was coming into alignment with myself. And that there was like a realisation coming or an alignment with my desires. But I think that uh, I read that there's like multiple meanings for mirror numbers. So it could be that somebody's thinking of you. It can be an answer. It could be, um, yeah, things things along those lines. Mm, that's interesting. I mean, I am asking a lot of questions at the moment and I've been through like a massive life change. <laughs> That'll do it. So maybe I, the way I saw it was like um, balance on the scales. So it was just showing me that I am more balanced now, that yeah. I am more grounded, mm -hmm. that I am in, more in alignment for my future and where I'm going. That's amazing. And that's kind of intuitively what I what I think. But it's interesting to think that maybe someone's thinking of me. That's quite nice. Ah. Yeah. 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 See, Thank with you. with your number, you was like four four four. For me, four 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 is a message that my angels around me or if you don't want to call them angels your guides or whatever absolutely because 444 means protection yeah that's the it's a good omen and your support you're fully yeah, supported you're in your, in your efforts missions. and yeah. you're guided yeah 100 percent. so that to me is a special number but the 222 is more alignment so that's trust that you're on the right yeah, path faith. stay focused or say for example if you're talking to someone and that number's persistently there that's the right person you need to be talking to at that point in your life then. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> I like it. Yeah, see. I like the two, two, two. And where do you guys see this code coming from? Our higher self? Spirit guides, higher self, the universe, our the divine. Allies, our, yeah. yeah the, higher... the invisible force that's always with us, I think. Mm -hmm. I. So in my beliefs, it is that like what we are as an individual we are as the entirety. So Lenny isn't God. Lenny's an aspect of God. And when I see these numbers, it's like God or my greater self with the entirety giving me a code to say, you're here, like a checkpoint almost. Yeah. Like you get to this certain point and it's like, you are here. You know, like when you yeah. look at a map, when you're in a city and it points to where you are and it's like, you are here. Yeah. And it's like, you can see other places where you would like to go yeah. rather than it being like, I don't know, Bouvery Square or yeah. Westminster, it would be a code. Mm. And when you see that code, it's like, oh, I'm heading in this direction. And you always have a choice. So it's like, yeah. just because you see a certain array of numbers doesn't mean that that's 
destiny and that's where you're going. It's just based on your choices. And I, I used to see 666 a lot. And <laughs> for a long time, Here I was like... Here we go with the devil stuff. Like, oh, right no, this is a theme, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe this is something to it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would always see 666. And for a long time, I would perceive that as a very negative thing and would try and look into myself as, like, how am I being satanic or how am I being in a low vibration? But actually, that's, like, the inverse of what it is. Like, mm. 666 is saying to you... Don't focus on that. Don't yeah, focus on your lower aspects. Yeah, like 666 is basically for me saying you're Reflect. too focused on material aspects. Yeah. Like you're worried about things that aren't important to your journey. So for me, it would be like money. Money's not important to my journey. Like I always make money somehow. Like it's just like pure f magic. <laughs> but when I worry about it, I see 666 a lot. And yeah, it would drag me into the lower aspects. But that's the irony, because when I would think about the lower aspects, I would become the lower aspects. And it was almost like my mind thinking about it intensified my alignment with it. Mm. So now when I see 666, I see it as like a, a positive message or maybe not even polarized, but a message to say to me, this is your choice. You can yeah. choose to be on the lower aspects or you can choose to be on the higher, but choose wisely. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's a time to reflect. So then what I'd say is, yeah, the numbers are coming from are me. I would feel, for me, that they're coming from my spirit guides, the ones who I sat there and drew up my contract, my soul contract with, and I was like, I want to experience this, this, and this. And they're just going, hold on, I'm just <laughs> going to send you some numbers that we agreed, pre-agreed with you, just to put you back on track now, or just to confirm, yeah, you're on the right track. So that would be, for me, them saying, go on. So with that said then, um, do you think the people who are seeing numbers regularly are on that higher consciousness plane now? So, you know, the, the numbers I'm guessing are coming freely, but it's whether or not it's in your awareness to see them, right? So if you're on a lower consciousness, maybe you're just not aware, you're just going through the normal day and the numbers are there, but you don't create anything around them. Absolutely. Um, so do you think if you're a higher consciousness being and you see these numbers and you have something, you know, in your peripheral vision or your heart space to say this is something to take note of? Um, so my question is, like, do you think you have to be of a certain consciousness to see them? Or I, I, I think yes and no. I think yes, you have to be on a certain level of consciousness to actually see them and realise them. But I, I've spoken to a lot of people that see, even in my family, like my sister, my nephews, they always say to me, like, oh, I see repeating numbers. And my nephew is actually coming to that point in his journey now where he's starting to look up what it means. And mm -hmm. I think that's the catalyst. That That's the point where you click with it. Like when, when you start seeing the numbers, you, well, with me speaking anecdotally, I would see the numbers and just be like, oh, I keep seeing numbers repeating. <laughs> and it happens for so long. You're like, this must mean something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Am I going Should crazy right now? now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's so in your face. Yeah. that It's like, you literally don't have a choice but to go and look up what it means. It's like, it almost becomes like a splinter in your mind. Like curiosity. Like yeah. It's the key. Yeah. You know, and okay. that, yeah, that's it. It's like the key that unlocks your consciousness and once you've got to that point where you actually start looking into the numbers I feel like you level up spiritually and that's where you start to feel things intuitively mm. and that's where the real fuckery comes because it gets really confusing <laughs> and yeah the confusion leads to clarity I usually find because I got very confused with numbers and I was seeing things that 
I thought meant negative things and then I discovered that actually negative and positive are aspects of the same thing. So if something is positive, it also has a negative polarity. Mm -hmm. So I just shed the idea that seeing certain number codes was positive or negative and saw it as more of a guide, as you were saying, from your higher self or from your guides. They're telling you, like, you're going in this direction. Are these the choices you wish to make in your life? Mm. And with the number alignments that you were saying, um, I've been reading this thing where it says it's also a message from your subconscious and it's trying to make you aware of an aspect of your life that you currently are asleep in. Okay. Or there's, <laughs> there's this when you need answers and when you face challenges in your life and we don't vocalise them or verbalise them to our friends, it, it becomes like an inner turmoil that we kind of, we don't perceive it as a conscious thing. We, it's more like a personal dark shadow in our life. I think seeing those number alignments could be like, your subconscious trying to drag you into the light if you know what I mean like bring those unconscious aspects of yourself to the light so that you can understand them well that kind of makes sense because recently I had this thing with my eye right um, where I had this my my right eye kept swelling up I mean one morning I looked like someone had actually hit me in the eye it was so swollen underneath and I've had this all this like almost like eczema around my right eye and when I actually just looked in the mirror one day and just thought, what the hell is this? I just had the thought is, you're not seeing something mm. or there's something you don't want to see. Yeah. And actually, I was having those numbers quite a lot around that time. So maybe it's, yeah, it's just outside of my, my vision or it's something I didn't really, an aspect I didn't really want to look at. Yeah. Because it was going to be painful. That's it. Um, and that has come to fruition, actually, because then I faced it. <laughs> And my eyes settled down, and actually I've not really seen the mirror numbers. There you go. Thinking about it. So that's interesting. So it manifests physically in your body then, something from the subconscious. Yeah, my subconscious um, does, I, yeah, it comes through embodiment, 100%. Yeah, it has done since I really started working with the subconscious. And that's almost like a decoding I have to go through physically. I've had all sorts of things. I've had like stiff, really bad stiff necks. I've had my lower back go on me. And I've had this, I've had an eye twitch in my left eye and then this dry right eye. Um, and I've noticed my eyes tend to change when I do subconscious work anyway. Like, you know that when I work with you, I, um, when I upgrade my subconscious belief systems, my eyes tend to show me straight away. Mm. Well, I suppose that, that does have a direct correlation when you think about it, because when you're upgrading how you think, that then expands your field of vision. So it's like rather than being on like a focused spotlight, you're more more peripheral. You're aware more of your peripheral vision. Mm. And that in itself is going to change the way the cones in your eyes perceive light waves. So yeah. that's interesting. And it happens like they even become that my eyes are generally quite clear. Mm. But I notice when I'm going through a period of my life where I am upgrading a lot or I'm going through like shadow work or working on something, they do become quite cloudy, sometimes like a little bit red as well. Mm. And I'm almost like learning to read them now. Um, and then I'll do change work or I have a big shift. I look in my in the mirror and they're clear again but I think it is it's directly to do with my identity as well because mm. every time you do subconscious work you're like changing your identity and yeah. I think the eyes particularly or they say they're windows for the soul right yeah see that's so. also that interests me a lot that you say that because from how I see it and this is just in my imagination I imagine that behind your eyes there is this infinite light that is everything and all 
and your eyes are like the restrictor of what comes out of there. It's like what what your what your reality gets projected out into comes from your eyes. So it's like when you have an upgrade, it's almost like you're changing the filter that is filtering God's energy or source energy through your eyes. So yeah. It, yeah. That's quite fascinating. I always say that, like when I do um, work with the remedial hypnotism stuff, I always say it's like cleaning your filters and mm. your glasses yeah. because that's all our programs, right? And mm -hmm. you just the more you take the filters away, the clearer and clearer your vision becomes. Yeah. But of yourself as well as yeah, the that's it. The world. I yeah. think that's very important for a lot of people, especially now. Um, again, I'm just projecting my own inner demons and inner workings onto the world, but I've also perceived it a lot in other people is how they perceive themselves because with my girlfriend for example I can tell her all these wonderful things that I see but she just doesn't see it <laughs> and like I, I I sit there and I think to myself like am I just imagining this or is it just that she just doesn't have an appreciation of herself that I do and I think that's also what we do for each other as humans like when we meet someone that we connect with we express to them the gratitude we have for them being who they are. So it's like, they might not see who they are, but through the, through me, for example, she can see the, the wonder of herself and vice versa. Like I can see parts of myself that I didn't know existed. And yeah, I think that's really important for spiritual development and not just with partners, but with friendships too. Like, you know, I've had friends before where I've sat there and I've just looked at them and I've been like, oh wow, you have beautiful features. But because they're your friends, you you don't say anything, do you? You're just like... <laughs> that you would be a bit weird. <laughs> all right, mate. Oh, you fancy me then. <laughs> it's all right, okay. mate. I like your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should be in a society where that's okay. Yeah, that, I, I, I think that. so too. Like, yeah, just be like, yeah. I'm really overly... What, sit there with the lads? That. You have beautiful lips. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that's like, imagine how nice that would be. Like, it's it lovely. Would, but, oh yeah, that sounded like some sarcasm there. <laughs> but no, I, like maybe this is just my feminine fantasy of the world where it's like we could sit with each other and we could just be open and honest with how we feel. I think we've got a workshop idea right there. I think so too. I think... I think we should create something thing. there where we could like, a, just like gratitude and appreciation. I mean, the gratitude practice is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I had a thing where I went to see my brothers and my dad and I sat there and I said right we're going to do some gratitude fun and they were all like oh rolled their eyes I said no come on let's sit and wrote out or just said actually out loud three things that we were really grateful for about the person sat next to them tell them in the eyes this is what I love and why do I love this about you this is what I appreciate about you in the end of it, my dad was booing, he was crying, as yeah. like, my brother was crying. <laughs> it was so beautiful. It's a really powerful practice. It's very underestimated. Mm. And like People feel have, silly doing it. You have had that meeting and not done that and still connected, but on such a different level, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like being so open yeah. and vulnerable. It's bringing that vulnerability yeah. in, right? Which is love, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I think like when you're with someone and you connect with them on that deeper level you can be vulnerable and then you can say something like yeah, that. Yeah, you like, feel able to say that. Or something yeah. yeah. Because you've gone vulnerable with that person. Yeah, there's no there's no boundaries. It's like, well, now we're here, I'm just going to tell you all the truth. <laughs> Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And I think so many people can't see it in themselves until it is accessed through love with someone else. It's like when you're a parent, you know, all I want to do to my boys is tell them how amazing they are and how handsome they are and how strong they are and how they... Because it is to be, to, to sort of parent that person, you want to try and bring them up so they believe that. 
but actually you know the flip side of it is is that they need to find it themselves mm, yeah but if you don't do that you know there's this there's like, not going to be a aspect yeah. there's a balance no isn't there? yeah that's it so, of the nurture yeah, yeah. and i think Absolute you know balance. it's important to tell people i think because some people never see it in themselves no and some people never hear no you've got this you've mm. got beautiful some maybe someone's never heard that from someone before yeah and what it. a beautiful gift to give to someone yeah that is it is one of the most amazing gifts to give a compliment where they actually receive it but you mean that heartfelt, it not just saying be, it. Yeah, it? it's, it's not. It's got to be, be from that. I like your hair. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a throwaway thing. Yeah. Like, if it's oh, like, fancy you, know, you. I feel yeah. like there is like like prerequisite alignments for this. So it's like the the saying of it is almost like the final aspect. Yeah. Like to build up to that, it's like the the body language that you give off. So it's like if you look lovingly into somebody's eyes and you appreciate not even just physical aspects of themselves, like parts of their character where you show acknowledgement, but not just in a way where it's like you can fake it. Because I've met a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this myself because I'm a Pisces, I don't like to upset oh. people. I like to make... the Pisces make, Oh, no, dissing the Pisces. <laughs> but we are, we're very soft people that don't like to hurt other people's feelings. Mm. So we say things because... People pleasers. Yeah, we're people pleasers, so we want to be nice. But I'm. Mm. this is my personal thing. I'm coming into almost like the, the dissection of my character of what is true and what am I just saying to paint a good picture. And I'm finding the more I do that, the more I'm able to be connected with someone. Because as much as... I like to delude myself into thinking that when I lie to someone, they don't know that I'm lying. Even if on a conscious level, they don't know that I'm lying. Their subconscious mind knows that I'm not being honest. And it, I, feel, I feel like it builds this barrier between you where you can't be vulnerable. Because when someone says something to me, and I know it's a lie, like, you know when you get up in the morning, you're like, shit. <laughs> and then, like, you see your friend and they're like, oh, you look good. And you're just like, <laughs> what? What? Oh, no, well, I don't. Thank you very much. But, like, in my mind, I'm like... Motherfucker, I know I don't look good. <laughs> Do you think, though, that's energy? Yeah. Because, you know, it's more than words, isn't it? It's like, as we're saying something, we're also, like, firing some energy towards that person. And if the words don't align with the energy that you're sending... That's it. Then like, it... something goes... It's like your prickles go up on your neck. Like, you know <laughs> yeah. that that's bullshit. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, you kind of build, like, this unconscious distrust for that person. Yeah. It's like, I know you're just sweet-talking me. So, like, when it comes to what serious matters... Yeah, it's like, what are you really trying to do? <laughs> So we were talking earlier, weren't we, about um, higher self, like our higher self and spirit guides and things. Now, I've personally done a bit of a practice where I wanted to get a really clear um, communication with my higher self because I didn't have that before. I didn't really, I was just trusting on, you know, intuition, guidance and whatever. And to have that practice of real structured 21 day discipline I mean, it was tough. I got to like day four. I was like, it must be fine now. It's fine. <laughs> and then something in me said, probably the higher self was like, no, 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 no. Carry on. Keep pushing through this because it takes 21 days to break a habit or create a habit, right? Yeah. So to establish a communication with your higher self, I think is quite an important thing we probably need to look at going into 2022 with the new energies and getting clear guidance because a lot of us do get you know symbols numerology or oh, i see 111 or oh, it's my angels but what is it meaning and if we're getting these signs and symbols and codes and downloads but we, we're not clear in 
actually what it is. Mm. This is something that we can utilise because our higher self has our best interest at heart because it is the divine, it is us and Mm. it knows us more than anyone and it's here to give us the best possible experience. So I think to establish a very clear, at the absolute basic, yes, no, maybe, or yes, no, neutral, is a really good way for the communication. A bit like when we, me and Lizzie are both remedial hypnotist practitioners so we establish a very clear yes no and then if there's anything neutral because then otherwise how are you going to communicate effectively i have established that with i initially called it my superconscious. so i've been talking um with the control system using fingers um with my subconscious for about five years and this other voice just started coming in and it was a different version. It was like my subconscious is kind of like my crew or my children. And then there was this very wise, kind of direct female feeling. And she would take over the small finger on my left hand. And wow. I established a yes and no with her. Yeah. And I now call her my higher self. Yeah. But I was, I was assuming I was talking to the superconscious. And I could ask different questions. Like it wasn't about my childhood. It was about... You know, I could ask about... It was as if she could see my past, my present and my future. Wow. Where when I talk to the subconscious, it's very past. Yes. You know, and I'm sorting... Removing blocks and trauma. Clearing up, you know, stuff. (laughs) And um, so I established that. But I also have signs and symbols that I see, um, magpies in particular. I don't know when the magpies started... But it's so obvious sometimes that I've literally had them tapping on the window. Um, When I camped in my van one night, I woke up to one tapping really crazily on the wing mirror of the van. (laughs) I've opened the front door and the back door at different mornings and a magpie sat right there. And it's been through this whole like change um, where I've completely changed and altered my whole life in the last two years. And they've just been there every step of the way. And it's almost like when I'm thinking something, and it's almost like I'm weighing something up, I'll see a magpie, and it's like, right, okay, that means yes then. Ah, and they kind okay. of guide me like that, so I assume so you've it's established, myself. Yeah. But when I'm doing the magpie communication, mm-hmm. I don't have a no. So ah, that's interesting. Maybe I need to ask yeah. what a no Connect to your high self. Yeah, what's no? What's Maybe I'll get another bird. Different Ooh. bird, that'd be quite cool. Because you're a very visual person, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a visual so. artist, so I, I'm not necessarily into numbers per se, but but things, you know, speak to me and, and experiences and definitely animals. Mm. Um, I, you know, whenever I see an animal, like the other day, because I live down in Dimchurch by the sea, for three days running I saw a seal, which is kind yeah. of rare, I think. Yeah. But three days running I saw him yeah. and I spent some time watching him, so then I go back and I look in my animal spirit guidebook <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, what's a seal? I can't actually remember what, does now it what mean? it was, but it was kind of poignant for look that moment. So that's mm. interesting to me. So spirit animals then, do we think that's a different thing? I I believe it has validity in our journey mm. and I believe that it's our choice. Like we get a calling and if we answer it, then it takes us down the path because I know people that talk about having seen animals in these really strange circumstances <laughs> And I'm like, are you sure that's not your spirit animal? Are you sure that's not a messenger? And they're just like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. And I find that once they've dismissed the magic of that, 
it kind of, they go in the opposite direction and maybe go into like more of a materialistic lifestyle. Whereas the people that have said like, do you know what? When I saw that animal and then I read up about it, it actually correlated to everything that's going on in my life. And now I've done that. It's almost opened a door into like a spiritual aspect of myself that I just didn't know existed. So there's definitely some something to that, isn't it? Yeah, I do think so. There is definitely something. I mean, even if we're looking at movie references, in the Fight Club, he goes and finds his inner penguin, doesn't he, in yeah. the movie? <laughs> and we're referencing so much when you guys were talking earlier about codes and programming and downloads and the numbers and the sequences of numbers. We're all in the matrix still. Mm. So people that are new to this and a lot of clients I'm seeing are coming in, they're very still in their 3D, they're still, you know getting the boosters but they're starting to see now oh there's something more to this and they're going in the door of oh i see 11 11 is that my angels or oh i like angels oh i like crystals so they are starting like you're you were saying about your nephew they're starting to awaken now and it seems to be the way in it's like it's a gateway <laughs> drug and they're like angels oh yeah i've got angel cards I love that. That's going to guide you somewhere. Yeah. That guidance is going to take you somewhere on your individual journey. So, but yeah, it always references the movies because that is the literal. When people say to me, "No, The Matrix is not," I'm like, "That's a documentary." <laughs> the Matrix. Keanu Reeves literally told us, "You guys got to unplug now." I am a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I want to be a glitch. Um, with my spirit animals, I kind of see them as, I'm not sure, I mean, I guess it's higher self, but they are definite protectors of my energy. So they've come in, in recent years when I've been working with the subconscious, because as I started working with people's subconsciouses, very naively, because I wouldn't, I was still in the spiritual closet, I was coming from science and understanding the brain, and, you know, I wasn't coming at it from... Um, I'm going into shadow work or, you know, I just thought it's the subconscious. Um, so much shit happened to me in the first and second year of working with people. My spirit animals just popped up for me because they had to protect my energy because yes. I was getting really taken in by shadow aspects of people's subconscious. So my, my big wolf, I've got a huge Arctic wolf, came to me very early on in my hypnotist career within about a couple of months and he came to me in a dream Wow! and the dream was pretty cool because I was, shall I say about it, about my dream? Yeah. So I was sort of running in this cornfield and I'm running quite fast and I sort of look to the side of me and I see this massive white wolf running as well and he hasn't seen me and we're both running parallel to each other in this cornfield. And I'm like, keep looking over at him, <laughs> thinking, oh my God, I don't know whether to stop. Or And then as I've looked over for the third time, he's clocked me. And he just wow. turned and made a complete beeline to me. Wow. And I stopped running and I stood there and he was just coming straight forward, straight towards me. And you know, like when dogs go to attack or their lips go back, he looked like that. He looked scary as hell. And I just thought in that second in this dream... I either turn and run or I face him and I just put my hands up and I just let out this almighty roar and he literally came up to me and was going to jump up on me 
but then fell at my feet like a puppy <gasps> and showed me his belly and he's surrounded <laughs> and it was like Goodness. right i've got this and then he was in nearly every dream for ages and even on my yoga mat i'd be at yoga class um doing a shiva asana at the end and he would be there and i could feel him and he's That's been there insane. my whole like i used to bring him in my therapy room and be like right sit down there and he became my protector. Wow. And he, it's kind of evolved now where I've got a few animals that um, <laughs> I call in. He, she and has a zoo. Me, that's my angels. Like, I've never yeah. dabbled in angels. Yeah. Um, I always, I still feel a bit silly. It's just a name. Angels. It's just, it's just name. not. But animals, yeah. you know, surround me in a room of animals. Yeah. And um, you can so, relate. yeah, I'm fast building an, you know, ally system with all these animals now. Wow. So I kind of see them as they come into your life at certain times to protect you as well. Um, so you didn't ask to no. be shown anything. They just literally appeared. I really But you were enough awake enough to realise and see maybe the symbology of that. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, it came to me as an animal. It's just... I see it as like, it's just a translation, isn't it, into my perception. And that works for me as a person. So, of course, I've got this wolf and now I've got this tiger <laughs> and I've got, you know, a bear even wow. and that stands behind me sometimes because it works for me as a personality where other people have got angels. Yes. You know, other people might have Ascended numbers. Ascended masters. You know? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's basically your you. archetype, whatever oh, archetype right, yeah. your brain understands. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's that. Yeah, I think that's valid for everybody, whether they understand archetypes or not. Because mm. I think everybody has something in their mind, whether they vocalise it or they share it with their friends. They all believe something, mm. and yeah, it's based on an archetype. And I'm, I, w I would say also like with you, I've got multiple, but I find it hard to like collate all of mine together because they're so few and far between in different aspects of my life. So. If I'm going through sadness, I'll find an archetype that I can... I would say I've clung to archetypes at points in my life because it's felt like the only way for me to get through. But now I would say I, I, I see the archetype and I try to embody the archetype. So with you, with you needing protection, the wolf would be for, for me specifically to embody that wolf energy. Definitely. And be fierce like the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I love discussing people's understanding of archetypes because it's it's all the same thing like the yeah. way you just explained it was perfect for me because it's like you're a visual person I don't really know how to describe me because I just feel like I'm a mismatch of all these different things but when you just <laughs> describe that then I literally can picture what you was talking about with the the running with the wolves and yeah that in itself is a strong metaphor mm. yeah it was and um like when my tiger came along that was a little few years later and she, and you know, she, I just try and embody her power because she's the divine feminine. And at the time I was really in my masculine, like I was like running a shop and I was running a house and you know, mum of boys. And this tiger just, I can't remember how she came to me. I think possibly it was a dream as well, or maybe in a meditation, but she is next level and she's so feminine and her paws are like huge. Wow. They're like, it's, is, you know way bigger than me and I can actually ride her wow. and when I get up on her back 
oh my god, I feel like a goddess. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that archetype is mm. the power, your goddess but it's energy. so feminine. It's I can't even describe it. And she's just she's pink and um, orange. Wow. And I've got a big tattoo of her actually on my left wow. leg. Wow. Because and she's like snarling in the tattoo because I've had um, I've you know been psychically attacked during meditation a few times and when it's happened by really disgusting looking entities um, and when that happened she came out of nowhere and circled me you know like this like with her paws just coming in. and before I knew I was being attacked she's already done a circle around me and then I saw the entity so she's already going round and then this entity's tried to attack me and she's having none of it. But then what she does is like, what you just said is interesting. I then embody her power mm. and I stood up, not literally, but in my meditation and I just was like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not coming to me. Because I embodied her yeah, aspect, that, power. that archetype. Yeah. So it's interesting that you just put that in logic for me now. Because mm. I was doing it intuitively. No, that's what I mean. Us two, like, you were really special for me because the way you describe things, it's like you paint a picture in my mind and I can see it. And then with the picture you've painted, I can verbalise it. Well, you guys got have your archetypes and you said maybe you don't have an archetype that you can verbalise or imagine. It's more that... There's so many different archetypes that roll through my mind uh, about certain things. It's really difficult for me to focus on one and say that's it. Yeah. Because I find that in my life there's so many different things that I'm attuned to. I it's hard for me to vocalize, but yeah. like in my life when when things come up, say the most prominent thing at the moment is my new girlfriend. So there's a lot of energy on that. But then there's also a lot of energy <laughs> on my inner aspects of about becoming masculine because that's also been a big thing in my life about finding my masculinity because I was raised by women. And my whole life I've just been very passive and quiet. But now I'm coming into learning how to embody my masculinity. And to do that, it takes it's not just one thing. So it wouldn't just be like a tiger or it would be like an array of different things. And each one I take a piece from, maybe not the whole thing. It's like as you're talking, I'm seeing like a kaleidoscope. Yeah. So it's like the whole kaleidoscope has got to be there to be yeah, you know, the one thing, the whole thing. Yeah. It starts twisting around and you're able. I mean, you're an alchemist then, I'd say. You're <laughs> able to like take from hey. different aspects and then create alchemy. Mm. Um, Shamanic For vibes. what you need it. So that is very shamanic, right? Ooh. You're like picking, Shamanic vibes. picking little bits and foraging mm. like different aspects, putting it in the pot and making yeah, yeah. it so yeah. you're a wizard I'm a wizard so it's Harry it's interesting <laughs> that you will find your or the spirit animals will find you at a time you need it they'll come to you in dreams mm. and they'll come to you through meditations mm. anytime I get anything protection wise or anything that I need to see it's always when I'm having healings mm. or doing healings on people so I am very connected to the galactics and the alien types and the when Sasha Stone did his whole alien thing, you know, every type of race of alien and what planet they're from, 
I needed to know all of it. I needed to know every single one and which one I resonated with. And when I had my Akashics recently, what planet am I from? Was my, you know, planet of origin, the Orions? Okay, great. What star seed, what star family? So when I have healings or when I need protection, I get like the Pleiadians come in and they're like little matchstick heads with giant, but like light bulbs, but no faces. And they're just there and they're really tall. Do you know what's crazy, right? <laughs> I had, now this, it doesn't directly relate to what you're talking about but it does as soon as you said like little matchstick people with yeah. light bulb heads right I, the first the first time I ever smoked Changa with my friend right and this was before I was spiritual this was like before you knew it yeah before, before I knew it knew. right I was sat in his living room and like he didn't smoke it he was just smoking a cigarette and I was like yeah. fine I'm going to smoke this on my own so I hit this bowl and like the whole room turned what orange what did you smoke? it was Changa which is okay. uh, NNDMT mixed with certain okay. like maybe blue lotus or yeah. something some other it's not an intoxicating herb it's just a, a medium to smoke it on okay but it has a very different effect but anyway the whole room turned orange the same color <laughs> as the pipe and i was like wow what is this this is magic and i looked to my right and there was like you know in the hospitals where in the operating room where you've got the little observation window yeah. it was like there was these little aliens that were about this big like maybe the height of my waist and they had little matchstick glowing bright heads and they had little triangle hats on. And like, it, you couldn't see the hat, but it was like the hat would cover the light. So it was like a little triangle of like a matchstick with a, like a little triangle hat. Wow. And they were just watching me as if they were like writing notes about, yeah. yeah. And like a couple would like walk off and then two more would come in. And like, it was about 10 minutes of me watching these little beings. And I was saying to my friend, like, there are aliens watching us right now. And he was just like, oh yeah, you're high. It doesn't matter. <laughs> And I'm like, no, for real, these things are, are like are watching. Maybe they're constantly <laughs> watching us and the veil just went up. Yeah, they that's are. it, the veil went up because I, I saw There's like multiple that. versions of yeah. reality. Like there was yeah. a snowboard rested against the wall and I could see the snowboard in different dimensions all the way up. And yeah, seeing those little beings, I've never had an experience since then that has been that poignant where I've seen these little things and they've just been like, they're so innocuous. They're, they're like... I don't, like you know how ants just go about their business and they're completely unaware of what a human's doing or its intentions that that was like what it was it had no care in the world that I was observing it and yeah it was just unfortunately, like unfortunately you've seen you've just described the small greys who are fourth dimensional oh yeah, worker and evil assholes <laughs> and they, they literally do so that nice. no yeah they, that's they just so that's like the, that's how they lure you in and that's how they take people just when they do the, when they do the abduction <laughs> that's it they were like right yeah this come guy, on lenny this guy seems implant? like the guy <laughs> i haven't had any um, dreams or anything with ets but um i went through a whole period of my life where i would just paint alien landscapes yeah. And they used to come to me in dreams as well. And I Your used to psychedelic up, art. Yeah, I used to wake up and be like, I need to paint this. <laughs> and I'd just paint like these aliens and like... Your artwork these, is insane. These landscapes that weren't... They're not of this planet. Like there's always multiple planets and multiple suns and things like that. And I don't know where that came from. I have no that idea. That was just a download, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I will just say, Lizzie's, Lizzie's a true artist and the psychedelic artwork that you've got is so good and she's got so many pieces on canvas. We are actually doing an art exhibition in February, shout out. So we're gonna go for the second month of the two, 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 <laughs> yeah. 2022. We're gonna go for all the twos because it's divinely aligned and we're gonna have an art exhibition at our holistic center and Lizzie's art is gonna be on show. So come down for some psychedelic yeah, artwork. it's gonna be galactic. We're, yeah, it's <laughs> insane and it's all available to purchase because it's one of a kind 
pieces and they are insane and we're going to put on a show they're very colourful we're going to put on a show it's not going to be we're not going to go quietly so see that's funny because it's like you just did like a little drop in there and I didn't even know about it so I'm like all excited now like yeah (laughs) (laughs) everyone's welcome it's just going to be a party with my artwork on the walls really yeah which which, yeah people can purchase which is amazing (laughs) Yeah, the spirit animals then. So yeah, lots of people, it comes to them in meditation. There are things that people can do at home. So there are shamanic meditations you can try, which kind of take you on a guided journey. Yeah. And I did one which I found, you know, they took me inside a tree down a spiral staircase yeah. and with the shamanic drums. And yeah. the first animal that comes to you is your normally your spirit animal, your spirit guide. They tell you more and more. And when your animal comes forward, you have an opportunity to go and research and and see what it means to you as an individual and I funnily enough always come up with dolphins dolphin is my animal it's always something that appears and they will show me and they're like hi like my little friends and I always saw you know dolphins which is linked to Lemuria and Atlantis and a lot of the original planets that we originated from mm. which are all aliens I'm know. very interested in Lemuria there's something about Lemuria that calls me but mm. it's like it's an unconscious calling mm. it's not something that I, I know why I want to look into it you know with Atlantis it's I feel like it's a little bit different you know it's like the light and the dark yeah. now I'm not 100% sure because I've not looked into it but I'm sure that Lemuria was the the light side of love and basically expansion of consciousness <laughs> Oh, little biggie. <laughs> not sure if you can hear in the background. We've, we've got, got Beastie. We've, we've got Beastie <laughs> Don in the sofa. And uh, he's uh, he's doing a good job. Yeah. But anyway, back to Lemuria. Mm. Um, yeah, I, maybe you could teach me about that because I think you maybe know more about that than I do. I don't know much apart from that I'm probably from there. I've had a dream <laughs> in a flashback to the end of Lemuria. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was in a, um, I was dressed in these most amazing fabrics, and they were kind of really heavy, turquoise and silver. Oh my god, my favourite colours. Um, I was looking out. I was. It looked to me in, initially in the dream. I thought I was in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. So this building was like beautiful marble, but with loads of like. Um, geometric patterns imprinted in all the marble and stuff and I was looking around and it was gorgeous and warm and the landscape was very Mediterranean with like the big like conifers and oh, it was just um, exquisite and the sea was there mm-hmm. and then I could feel something was wrong and something was coming mm. and I looked out at the sea and I saw this huge tsunami mm. and I oh just I just knew it was too late I couldn't do anything so the end of and the it year. came over the top and everything crashed and I was under the water I was getting hit with all sorts of things and the whole thing was so scary and so awful and I knew that I was there with certain people that are in my life now so, um, oh god, I just got chills. Geez. I just got <laughs> spiritual chills. I was like, Where are they? Like, I can't help them. And I was just on my own in this dream, but I had this feeling of these um, three individuals that are in my life now were there with me, and then it just in, it just finished like that. But my understanding of Lemuria was that they were a race of, of people who were like completely chilled, really in touch with nature, all about earthing and grounding and using. They were technological, but they used the power of nature. Yeah. Where Atlantis 
um, they were like more of a scientists. Yes, mm. and and they then sort of became quite um, uh, mil- militarized. Mm. Well, I don't know whether Lemuria ever did. Yeah, see, that's that's my understanding. That's what I've heard. Yeah, is that Lemuria was like, if you want to call it this, the hippie, the hippie yeah. place. I totally feel like yeah. I resonate yeah. with this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, Atlantis, they were like the scientists yeah. slash uh, religious that kind of destroyed the world with their curiosity for expansion in science, mm. like trying to manipulate. Uh, certain genotypes together. Yeah. Oh, look, like splicing DNA and yes. DNA. That sounds so familiar. Some kind yeah. of bomb off. Yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah. This is it. They yeah, they created a it. yeah a weapon that destroyed mm. the earth, like blew away the atmosphere. So, yeah, I I love that sort of thing. Like listening to people's dreams of what they experience because I feel like dreams have more correlation to reality than we could even imagine. Yeah. I think that when we dream, we're accessing different parts of our consciousness that exist right now. Like, so in that dream, it's still happening. Like, yes, the destruction of Atlantis so. is happening and the destruction of Lemuria is happening right now. It's just that we're not in that part of time. Yeah. And we have direct connection through our dreams. Like, when we dream, it's like we unhinge ourselves from our idea of reality and it leaves us with, like, the whole spiral of time. So, like, we're, like, a free agent that can go around at any point of time. Multidimensional. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Have you done any astral projection? So, with astral projection... Um, I've I've never done it purposefully. It's only ever been an accident. Same, same. Like, and it gets me every time because it's happened to me quite a few times. Like, it hasn't happened to me for a long time, maybe a couple of years or something now. But there was a period in my life where just before I was falling asleep, there's like this this point, and it's like such a subtle awareness of what it is. It's like as I'm drifting off, it's almost like. Yeah, just this point where my consciousness kind of leaves my body enough to not be attached to my beliefs. And it started out as, I don't know if you remember with the Looney Tunes, like when, so like it would have like a a black background and like this tiny little pinprick would start opening up. And in the pinprick was another reality. (laughs) Like the first one that ever happened was, I I don't know if it was astral projection or what it was because I went to a place that I've been to and it was my old school, my primary school. And there was a set of steps on the backfield that I would like always when I was a child be like, I want to go and be there. And just this one, it's happened to me several times, but as I'm falling asleep, like it's pitch black with like, obviously you have like the geometric patterns in the eyes. That's what I have anyway. And it just started to open out as like this pinpoint. And suddenly I just saw this really tall grass blowing in the wind and there was like an overgrown hedge. And it was completely silent, but before I knew it, I was completely immersed in the reality of me being sat on that step. And it wasn't till I was like, I know this place. And it's like the conscious mind jumped in and I just got sucked out and I went back into darkness. (laughs) But I've had it several times where like this other reality expands open and I'm seeing this other place. And every time I can't stop my mind from jumping and being like, oh my God, what's this? (laughs) And it just pulls me out. Yeah. Is that the ego? Yeah, I think so. But then there was this one time and I've spoken to people about it and they were like, yeah, that sounds like you went into the lower planes, which I can quite believe. So I I was falling asleep in my old room and I was laid on my back and I was looking at the ceiling. And as I closed my eyes, I thought I was being abducted by aliens because I felt my whole body start to lift off my bed. 
And I was like shitting myself because I was like, oh my God, I have no control over what's happening right now. I was like trying to shake and move and nothing was working. And then when I reached the ceiling, it was like my conscious awareness of my body disappeared. And I was just a thought Mm. at the top of my room. And I thought I was dreaming. I was like, so I do this thing in my dream where I roll my eyes back and it wakes me up. It's like Like Inception with your little... Yeah, it's like I I roll (laughs) my eyes back in a dream. When I'm having a bad dream, I'll roll my eyes back and it's like it wakes me up. But it wouldn't happen. Like, I kept doing it. And all I kept doing was backflips. Like, my awareness was doing backflips. And I was like, what is going on? So I, like, tried to circle my room to try and, like... I was doing all I could to try and wake myself up, like, shaking in my consciousness. And all it was doing was shooting me around my room in circles. So I stopped and I observed my room. And my room was what I would call the lower vibrational version of my room. Everything that I cherish wasn't there. Like, my stones weren't there... My spiritual stuff weren't oh, there. It was just like oh. a skateboard in the corner. Like Insidious. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. You know in Insidious where like he goes it. to the underworld and everything's the same. It's, it's just red grey. red or black or grey. Yeah. yeah, the room was grey. Oh, and I was no. like, oh my God, I need to get out of here. So it's in I just, 2D. Yeah. I shot through the roof and nice. went out of my ceiling. <laughs> and it wasn't the reality that I thought was going to be there. It was just pure grey cloud. There was no, there was nothing. It was just grey cloud. And I was like going up and up and up and up and up as fast as I could. And then all of a sudden, snap, I woke up. And I was like, oh my God, where did I just go? <laughs> Into hell. Yeah, it felt like hell. It, it was like... Um, Insidious. Lower dimension. Yeah. Oh, like, no. I don't know if you've seen Silent Hill, where like... I don't know what happens, but something comes over and everything turns into the lower dimensional yeah, version like of reality. Smoke, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it felt like. And that's the only experience I've had of it. I've had experiences like flying in dreams and lucid yeah. dreams where like I can do anything. Like a, a recurring dream for me is that I can breathe underwater. Nice. I've had like a shipwreck dream where everyone I know is on the ship and then it like crashes into a big rock and everybody ends up in the water and everybody's like crying and screaming and I'm part of it and then I go to drown but then I'm like I can breathe underwater and I just go around saving everyone. <laughs> He's a merman. <laughs> He's a merman. Yeah. Aquaman. Here Aquaman. We go. <laughs> okay, so on the flip side of that dimension then, that lower dimensional experience when I did some work with meditations and through as a as a segue from the Akashics there are when you go into the fifth dimension everything is like can be described as like a rose quartz so it's all pink it's like made of that crystalline glass and as our DNA is getting upgraded which it is at the moment all of us we are going aren't we from carbon to crystalline yeah so everything is you've got to imagine like crystal you know like the massive rose quartz baths you see castles made of rose quartz yeah, everything's sublime. that's like 5d so imagine when you go all the way up six seven eight nine eleventh dimension you're in everything gold 12th dimension obviously that's back to source back to <laughs> the <laughs> infinite that's just everything yeah. bright white light but in 11 in the 11th dimension that's where you access the akashic so the soul records mm-hmm. that's a magical place to go i tell you when you get taken there that is beautiful. That's just all kinds of crystal sparkle colours. That's where I'd like to be rather than the grey insidious. <laughs> <laughs> I like being up there. That's so it. keep where, the vibe high. Where do you high. think we are right now? Like right now, this second. We are split. 
I think we're split. It yeah, feels I've... split to me. There's a 3D, 5D split. We've yeah. skipped 4D completely. 4D's where they're trying to lure us in. Yeah. The fake, the celebrities, that stuff. They're trying to do 4D with yeah, the so... new age revolution thing. But we've gone straight to 5D, but still dabbling in our 3D lives. I keep having like this feeling of... It feels kind of like I'm daydreaming. It's the only way I can really describe it. So I was, I was just in a high street... The other day, but I wasn't really in the high street. I didn't really know where I was for a split <laughs> second, but I knew part of me was. Or, or split is a really good word to describe it because I do feel like I'm here, but I really feel like part of me isn't here at all. And yeah. I'm just like really divided a lot of the time. And it just comes and goes yeah. um, now and then. And it's normally actually when I'm around in a very normal situation, like in a high street yeah. or a garage, like filling my car up or Having something. to deal with it's the It's like this little thing that happens in... It feels like it's in my brain because mm. then I have to realise, oh, I'm still here. Yeah. And I've got to do this normal stuff. Absolutely. So what do you think that is? Like just like upgrading of the dimensions and just where we're stuck a bit or something? Yeah, so in the way I see that in my mind... Um, I listened to, I don't know if you've heard of her, Dolores Cannon. Oh, I love Dolores. Yeah, so yeah. She, she talks about how we're raising into a higher earth and we're detaching from lower frequencies. What we experience in our day-to-day -day lives and what we've been programmed to play out in our day-to-day -day lives is the old world. So it's like, as you said, going to the garage, filling up your car with petrol and the people that we're interacting with are still in that 3D. I don't even want to call it 3D because I feel like it's heavier than 3D. Yeah. It's it's almost like that program we was taught from a young age where it's like we just have to do what we need to do, we die and that's that. Indoctrination. Yeah, we're indoctrinated and people feel like they don't have a choice. Yeah. yeah. And when you're interacting like in the fuel station, you have no choice to be around those people. You have a choice, but it's your choice that you need to do that. Mm. And because your mind is on such a higher frequency, it's like you're becoming aware of the two dimensions that you live in or the multiple dimensions that you live in. And it's like, I feel like when we go into situations, like when I see friends that are completely unaware of like the higher aspects of themselves, it's almost like I'm living in a dream, a lucid dream yeah, where I'm yeah. like, I'm aware that I exist somewhere else. And that it's this... like I'm going through the motions, yeah. but my brain and my mind or my mind is somewhere else. Yeah. Like you're, I'm you're... aware of it. Yeah, it's that's like I'm it. playing faking it yeah kind of that's it like you fake the life that you're living it's yeah. like i know i'm just this it we're not just but i'm this in, infinite thing that can do anything it wants to do but i've chosen to be in a three-dimensional <laughs> reality and i'm just slowly starting to raise the frequency because i find as well that like if i walk into a room with unawakened people just me being there beckons a conversation of awakening. Mm. Like, even if I'm, I don't need to speak a word, it, just me being there, they'll start talking about things that I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> I have lots to talk about with that. And then if I start talking, it's almost like a door's been opened to another dimension. And it's like, I've been like, quick, out this way. You know, like everyone's quickly run out the exit door. And then when I leave, it goes back to normal reality. 
but that's <laughs> that's partly because of your soul's purpose and your soul that's journey as well. Yeah. That's because your role, your role is to truth, trigger truth, awakening, and help those people that yeah. need to hear your message. And that's how it feels Absolutely. to me. It's you like that, my role, I think, is just to impart that energy. Mm. I'm not. I'm not a truther. I don't. I never. I dabbled in that a little bit, and it didn't work for me. So I realised quite quickly that's not my role. I think my role is to just either impart or to inspire that energy. Mm. What I'm finding with the energy is that, so you guys are witnessing it and you're noticing it. I'm finding the more I am on my purpose, on my timeline, the more these people don't see me, I am literally not being seen anymore, like literally. And our friend Maria will vouch for that. She had that a lot where she will walk into a room and she's not seen because we're on such a different vibration. And that's, I think, the telling point for me, how I know clients are not coming back. Certain clients that I used to see that don't resonate anymore, they're like, this is not for me. But I'm getting new ones. I'm getting new friendships. I'm getting new family relationships that didn't serve are going everything that wasn't a vibrational match for the alignment of this ascension has completely disappeared from my life and they can't see me and i can't see them anymore and you had a vision you shared with um our group of girls that in the treehouse um you shared it with one of our friends nicola you said about you can feel something's coming now after hearing your spine-chingling dream about Lemuria, the end of Lemuria, <laughs> and now, because you're a visionary, and now you're saying that you feel something big is coming, I trust that. What is she, whatever she's I really saying, that because I, I trust I've this. I've been going through this thing where I keep playing out scenarios in my head of like the collapse of society. And a lot of people perceive that as like this terrible apocalypse where everybody dies. And I don't think it's <laughs> no, like that. It's not the zombie apocalypse. No, no I don't no. think it's like that. I just We think, don't need bunkers. We don't need ammo. Yeah, we're we're going to see a collapse. But if you're in alignment with yourself, it's not going to affect you no. in the way it's going to affect people that are like getting the vaccine. Maybe not even just that, but like or relying the on the government. Still, yeah. So like a lot of people that I know are like, oh my God, I need to get the vaccine because I need to work. And I'm like, but you... That that just makes no understand. sense. No, no, no. I just don't find the yeah. I'm like, no, just no. do another thing. Yeah, yeah. find another. Oh, I haven't got the qualification. Well, I've I've got the qualification. No, just that's... make something up. Yeah, and like I think we're living in a world that you can literally make money. You out. can Doing manifest. Yeah. If you're in your sovereignty. Yes. Like, but we've but been taught from a thing. young age and through school that yes. we we rely on a big daddy. Yes. And that big daddy big is either your daddy. Yeah, that's it. And it's like. <laughs> a lot of people are like oh but I, I don't have the qualifications and it's like as you said like I'm not qualified for anything I dropped out of college in my last year I was like fuck that but I had that mindset where I was like I can't do it because and then it's like but that because is the reason you can't do it it's like if you yeah. stop saying that and just do it you eventually find a way to live yeah. and you'll find that actually it resonates with you much more than going to All a job all you need is actually a passion and an mm. interest and a curiosity and you're, you're game yeah you, that's, that's it life. Yeah, that's life that's all you fucking need <laughs> that's it and you know anything else is just irrelevant mm. to me I just don't understand it but I just really think I saw I saw the institutions crumbling a long time ago. That's why when I took my kid out of school seven years ago, I just really wasn't bothered because I just thought none of this is going to be here. Yeah, that's like, it. And people who rely on the NHS, who rely on their doctor, who you know have all this medication because they believe it's keeping them healthy. Yeah, I can understand the fear. 
Mm-hmm. But really, it is time to look at something other. Yeah. Because there's such an array of options mm-hmm. for health, as one example, and education. Mm-hmm. And we're living in a time where literally the world is our oyster. But it's whether or not you want to be sovereign and choose. Mm. And but it's this, just fear that holds people back. This is it. It's fear and it's taking responsibility for yourself. Mm. That's one of the hardest things that I still struggle with now is taking responsibility for everything that happens to me. Mm. So when I quit my job, that was the first time I was like, I really have to take responsibility of myself. Like I have certain things that I have to pay for and certain people that rely on me. So therefore that's my responsibility. And the painful thing is that I don't just listen to an alarm clock, put my clothes on, brush my teeth, get on a bus or whatever, and then appear in a corporation where I'm just told what to do. I don't need to think about it. I don't need to think like, okay, well, this part of my life is starting to show that I'm not paying attention to it. So I need to focus on this. But then also there's other aspects like making money is just one aspect. And you know, with schooling, like I have an admiration for you taking your child out because I've, well, I used to be with someone who had two children and my greatest, I don't know what I can call it, but it was a thought that would go on in my mind is like, we have no control over what these children are being taught and we complain about it. And it's like, but it takes a lot of responsibility to take your child out of that system and then say, okay, I'm going to teach you what you need to know now. Well, I, yeah, I've done obviously a lot of thinking on that, but I actually, I don't, I think, I think when you give birth to a child, you're fully responsible. Yeah. And really, we should question about putting them in. Yeah. Not about taking them out. Yeah, see, yeah, that's... And the responsibility doesn't change. It just, it's the perception of it changes. Because you're like, oh, I can relax now. Because yeah. they're in school. Yeah, see, this is it. Well, and... I never did. I just was paranoid. I was just like, this doesn't, didn't ever sit well with us. Yeah. And um, I think more and more people need to wake up to the fact that they're responsible for their children when they give birth. Mm -hmm. And you mustn't give up that sovereignty. You mustn't put them into that institution and just think, oh, relax. Because like you say, you don't know. You have no idea. Yeah, you have no idea. No, you really don't. And that relates to, so well, everything that we're talking about. So with me, with my diet, Mm. just recently, this is a confession. (laughs) 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 Me and Jasmine have been eating cheese pizzas and egg. (laughs) And like, I can't say that I've really noticed a massive. I can't even look you in the eye. <laughs> How dare you? I won't judge you. Though. I won't tell Jazz your way to health. Don't That's worry. It. Don't tell Jazz. She'll like punish me forever. Yeah. But um, yeah, we've been having like pizzas delivered and just like you know what you do when you're just yeah. with someone new and you're just doing that new thing and okay. it, it's triggered this thing in my mind where it's like this is how you fall, mm, like when you yes. don't take responsibility for actions that you take, like oh I'm just and it's like it shouldn't be like that. I should find the pleasure in eating healthy food that I do in eating junk food with her. Yeah, from the beginning. And this is something that I'm like Set integrating into my life. Yeah. It's like I need to take responsibility for not only my health but yeah her health now too and yeah. I mean I can't I can't make her do anything no. but I can impart my beliefs and say I'm not going to do that yeah you're you're free to do that yeah and that's very leading and that's very masculine mm. oh, hey Lenny <laughs> has stepped up masculine, isn't it? earth tone 222 <laughs> has found his masculine self in 2021 yeah so what does 2022 leave us with what do 2022 we leaves me with integrating how to be harmonious in my choices because I can be a bull in a china shop and you know what I mean like 
not bully someone into the choice, but the it's like overly assertive, overly dominant, overly masculine. Because I've been so far on the female spectrum, I'm like trying to compensate and swing You're testing it. the boundaries <laughs> on each spectrum. Yeah, so yeah. now I've just got to find that harmony Balance. point in the middle where Balance. I'm not being a dictator, but at the same time, I'm not betraying my own beliefs. And I think we can all learn from that and step into our, I think it's time for us all to really truly empower and step into our divine masculine and our divine feminine and mm. to explore all of that and find the healthy balance. And then when you find a partner, a relationship, a friendship that has a polarity of that, you can explore that further as well when you're learning, which yeah. is exceptional. Any thoughts for 2022, Lizzie? What's just, your like, 2021 visions? for me was a hard slog of learning constant. I just felt like I was constantly, as soon as I finished one learning, there was another one knocking at the door and another <laughs> one. And I just feel like I'm just so exhausted up until like, this week. Like I actually got ill. I'm never ever ill. And I think it was just pure exhaustion of all the emotion and all the change. And then actually sitting in my bed, in my pants, being ill, <laughs> was actually amazing. It was like a retreat from my life. <laughs> and I started journaling and I was sitting there, I was listening to some cool music. I had a little beastie with me. And I came out of that week better and, and more whole. And I think going forward, I just want to play. Yeah. I want fun and I want joy. And I feel like I've done so much work and everyone is now starting to balance and find a bit of harmony even the years out which I'm so so thankful for to go out on a high at the end and next year I'm just going to be playful and I'm going to have adventures. Yeah definitely that sounds awesome. Exciting. So what about you miss? 2022 is going to be epic not only because it's the two two twos (laughs) but because yeah I can feel something big coming with the shifts and I think it will be a time for people to really implement finding their tribes establishing the roots establishing these communities that we've talked about on the podcast on multiple occasions from eating right from the relationships from the schooling unschooling and building these communities retreats and when the people choose because you have a choice always Mm -hmm. so you're going to get the people who choose to come with us they're going to need our help they're going to need the trauma removed they're going to need healing Um, We have to start with us first, so it always starts with us. So going into 2022, we carry on with the healing, we get our energy up, we stay high vibrational with the tuning forks, (laughs) because that's my favorite mode modality of instant um, fix for body, mind and soul really. And I'm probably gonna do a whole, let's do a whole healing sesh going into 2022 Mm. with all the forks and what they do and how you're gonna feel. I think it is. I was called to it for a reason and yeah yeah, so healing each other and then when people find us we will be the pillars of that Mm. so I'm really excited for 2022 guys it's gonna be amazing I think so too and we will see you then Bye. Bye bye bye